1: Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Dell Warren. Dell is the vice president of the Kegel Training Center. He's also the director of bowling and men's head coach at Weber International. Dell, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klempkin. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Great, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm uh, happy to share some uh, ideas with
1: you and uh,
0: and with the audience. And uh, if some of our discussion helps some folks out there, that's great.
1: Well, yeah, Dale. So I thought we'd begin right off with the the thing that everyone's going through right now. It's COVID-19. It's a pandemic, you know, started back in March and now things seem to be going a bit sideways again all across the country. So how are you guys handling this from the team's perspective down there regarding your practice schedule and and everything and, and still yet trying to prepare for... Uh, what we hope will be a, a season that begins for the for the collegiate teams uh starting in 2021
0: well we started out uh, we made the first 30 days volunteer uh, to give the kids a little bit of more time to be uh, acclimated to school um, and then weber decided not to have uh, people come in and get pre-tested uh, but they do testing every day at the school and uh, temperature checks and all that and They've done a wonderful job of um, when they've had a few, I think they had about 13 cases of COVID, um, but they've done a really good job of quarantine and then backtracking people. Um, And uh, so I gave the first 30 days with volunteer and then we got into our tryouts and uh, we've had to reduce the size of squads, which means we've had to have more squads. And really it's added about an hour and a half to our day um, and, and it's really funny. I was talking to my wife the other day and it's, it's like what we're doing right now. It's so it's flows so well that it's like, we've always done it this way. So of course mm. we wear masks and we have, uh, we have uh, disinfectant out. Um, everybody, uh, uh, gets checked at the school. and So they have to wear an, an armband that they got checked. Um, and then we have, you know, less people prepare. And of course the, the coaches were a bit older, uh, than the kids. Uh, of course we, we, we keep our distance and we wear a mask and, uh, I wash my hands and I got to say about 10 times a day at least. So we've done the, the standard precautions and, uh, we really haven't had any incidents where the kids have violated that too much. Um, we've done a lot of stuff on zoom. We just had our, uh, we're having back-to-back weeks with Dr. Dean, uh, yesterday, and then probably next week, maybe Thursday, uh, we have two, three hour sessions with him. He did it. And it, and it went really well, um, with how we were able to execute a few ideas, um, you know, through the internet, um, really was pretty seamless. The only thing that was missing is usually gets in on the lanes with the team at some point, does some exercises. So, that's really the only thing that was missed, but it, it didn't feel like we weren't effective. Um, and then, uh, we got through tryouts and now, uh, you know, we we've got our roster set and we're going through the normal stuff where we got a few kids that are not going to class. And because of that, they're not, they're struggling a little bit. And we've got our normal, you know, protocol that we follow when that happens. And, uh, you know, we haven't had any car accidents or we haven't had anybody get really sick or, you know, knock on wood or none of the coaches have come down with anything. Uh, I've been tested three times. Um, I'm making sure that, you know, more importantly, I don't give it to anybody in the company if I do get it, or certainly I don't want to give it to my, my, my bride. Um, so, you know, we, we tweaked a few things here and there, but we're really, it's kind of, it feels like we've been doing this for a long time. We've gotten to a flow and, uh, and now the kids know the protocol and, Of course, the freshmen don't know any different of what we normally do. So now we're, we're actually preparing. We're doing a lot of Baker practices. Um, We're, uh, we're doing a lot of double break Baker stuff. And, and we're, we've, we've probably spent more time in the classroom talking theory and Weber way and how we do things in more detail than we've ever done before. Um, because we're usually under a rush because our first tournament is October 1st. There's a lot of things we got to get done from the last week to August to, to get the first team going October 1st. So we've taken advantage of a situation, and, and in some ways, we're actually ahead of the curve of where we normally are uh, in some areas.
2: Mm. Now, you talked a little bit about explaining uh, in detail the kids the, the Weber way. And uh, is that something you can expand on? Is there a certain kind of philosophies that you adhere to that, that are, that are public information or is this just private?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, sure. Um, you know, first, um, when we did this 14 years ago, we didn't know what we were doing, you know, from, uh, from a mm-hmm. how to build a college program, how to build a culture. Certainly I've done this in business, but never with college kids, um, getting teams lined up for ball reaction and teaching them the fundamentals of the game, that's pretty easy, but really all the other intricacies, um, are, are much more difficult and all of us coaches have had to stumble and fail and, and, and i take seminars online about this stuff and I study it. So, uh, first thing is building a culture is you've got to establish the rules and, and what that is. And so we have four philosoph- four things that we follow, um, be present and patient, constant learning, strive for excellence and team first attitude. So everything that we do revolves around those things. And we have awards at the end of the year for each one of those thoughts. And then we have an overall award called the Weber way award, the bill Heath at Weber way award, which was the athletic director that actually proposed starting a bowling team. He's now retired. Mm-hmm. And that really is a student that in, in that encompasses the whole philosophy of Weber And really, it's really a way of life. It's a way of excellence. It's a way of being. It's not just about bowling. It really is a way of getting these kids ready for life. Um, And as I tell them, mostly, if if you're going to make a decent living in this world, you're going to have to lead people. And if you lead people, that's very difficult. And so we're really teaching them leadership skills and accountability that will that will really uh, affect them as being fathers and community leaders and good husbands and, and so on. So the bowling part is actually pretty easy. um, But, but, you know, coaching young people for a bigger purpose is really the challenge.
1: And then you mentioned a little bit where you had Dr. Dean and you guys did some stuff with them that, that was one of the things. So me and Steve, we chatted not too long ago with Brad Miller, and Brad talked about his evolving mental game. And, and so when you're bringing in these your collegiate athletes there, what are some of the key things and key principles that you try to enforce and get in their thought process on the early side for the younger players? And then how does that progress regarding as they turn into upperclassmen and, and you know, upper class, and then they're leaving college and, and heading out maybe onto the PWBA or the PBA tour, or maybe into the business world.
0: Well, the first thing is accountability, which is, listen, you came here to bowl and in order to bowl, USBC says you got to have a 2 So in order to have a 2 you got to go to class. So, <laughs> and I, and I recognize I'm a realist and what that means is I know there's kids that hate school, right? So I try to get them to look at school differently, which is replace school with training because if you go sell cars for a living or you get your real estate license, cause you didn't go to school, you're still going to have to have training, right? And you got to educate yourself and you got to pass certain codes. Um, so I really try to get them to understand, to get what they really want. They have to be eligible to play. And then, the importance of doing your best. And at 17, 18 years old, what they think their best is versus what their best really is, is usually light years apart. So accountability is the first one. Um, um, and then the importance of, of understanding your best, and sometimes your best you're going to fail and then dealing with failure. So yesterday, Dr. Dean showed this awesome video about this girl on Ted talks. Um, that's a martial artist, and, and how her sensei, uh, when she got, when she became a black belt at a very young age, she thought she was pretty tough. And she took the audience through this journey of how she had to face her own demons and, um, and then how to levy a level of accountability on herself that she had never done before. And it was very impactful. I mean, I had, I've seen this video before and at the end of the video, I'm crying like a baby, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, and Dr. Dean then did a synopsis on it and he stopped the, the video several times cause it's, it's probably a 29, 30 minute video. Um, and really how can they relate her story to how it relates to Weber, Weber way and some of the struggles that they have to go through in school and maybe with their parents and, you know, so it, it really is um, getting them to look at life really the way it is instead of maybe the way they thought it was. And then um, an understanding that life is really about helping others get what they want to get what you want, which is a very famous Zig Ziglar um, quote. So, and so then, you know, that, that idea leads to things like community service, which we have a community service uh, module in our Weber way. We do community service every year. We do it second semester with the Qantas club. And, um, so this all ties into the big picture. It just happens to be using Kegel and bowling as the vehicle.
2: I talk a little bit about your, you kind of hinted on it before a little bit about your, uh, your coaching staff. I mean, there's a a wealth of knowledge there that, I mean, there was a lot of smart people that came to Kegel, um, with just a enormous amount of experience and, and background in the sport that I'm sure we're able to add their own little unique perspectives, uh, to the program. And you even have, it looks like some of, uh, some specialists as far as coaching staff goes too, on even, uh, some of the finer details, even like strength and conditioning.
0: Yeah. Um, part of the reason why, you know, I continue to grow is because I cut the people that are around me and I get the opportunity to be around this. And so of course we have Randy Stoughton, who's, uh, and I like to kid him. He's older than me and been around longer than me. And, you know, he's from the PBA tour. He worked for Ebonite for 13 years. He bowled on tour with me. Um, and he's a goal level coach and he coaches the girls, but he also coaches the guys. And, you know, he's, um, about 180 degrees with how he looks at the world, um, which makes our team better, uh, cause we rarely agree on much. <laughs> and so that's some interesting <laughs> conversation, but, um, and as you, if everybody knows Randy, you know he's very opinionated and not afraid to tell you. Uh, and he doesn't negotiate well with with uh, relinquishing his opinion. Um, so you know you know Randy's pretty much done it all and including you know the, the tour truck and worked with some of the best in the world, including some of the best female players in the world. Coach Rick is um, one of, if not the latest gold coach um, at USBC that that got his gold certificate. Um, He's been here almost a decade now and earned his wings through here. Uh, Started out in the pro shop business and uh, worked his way through the training center and kind of earned his own wings. And uh, he's got a a very unique bedside manner. And I would say the way he's wired is right in the middle of me and Randy. I mean, right Mm -hmm. in the middle. And then, um, of course, Ruben Garagosian is the only – guy I've worked with consistently. That's in the world coaching hall of fame. And from what he tells me, there's five and his partner, Sid Allen, who I've spent quite a bit of time with. He's the other guy that's in the world coaching hall of fame. He's taught me more about the physical game than, than anybody I've ever studied under. Um, and that's, you know, I've worked with Jowdy and Borden and, and Kuros and, you know, Bill Taylor. And I mean, this guy is, it's amazing how they have looked at the physical game in a different way. Um, and then, of course, Alex Gerkoff, uh from Russia is the inventor of the torch. Um, you know, his background is teaching. He's got a master's degree in optical electronics. And um, with his uh, background in coaching the national Russian team and youth development and uh, what he knows about mechanics and two-handed bowling, it's really been a, a, a nice mix of different viewpoints, different ages. Um, and, and Alex doesn't have a bowling background. He's not a bowler. So, mm. uh, all of us, um, elite, you know, Rick was a, a pretty, um, a good college bowler and a pretty good league bowler. Alex doesn't have a bowling background. So when you throw all that in, that's, that's a pretty unique, everybody has a different skill set. Everybody kind of has a different niche and, uh, that's what makes a good team, you know, and then you throw, we get a, you know JJ's involved in the training center you know USBC hall of famer all around one of the nicest people you'll ever meet uh and one of the most knowledgeable lane guys you'll ever meet and uh you know you you've got quite a uh, quite a crew and some of our discussions about bowling is pretty interesting
1: i mean so dean the uh, the million dollar question is how do you keep the band together i mean how do how do the guys not Leave for what they think how, might how be. They, gr- how do they not eat each other? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, or how uh, do they not uh, well, you know take their own gigs on I their own, or maybe go you know go on to, to what they think might be greener pastures?
0: Well, um, fortunately, we worked for a great company. And the other thing is that, with the exception of Alex, everybody knew John Davis. Everybody has, everybody would have taken a bullet for John everybody spent enough time with John to understand his vision of the training center and bowling. The training center was really a gift to bowling. The training center doesn't make money. Um, I run the P and L I run the business model for the training center. And my job was really to try to get the training center to break even. Um, but John said to me, don't make decisions based on bottom line based on make decisions based on helping bowling and growing bowling. And so with that said, um, you know, we have learned to fight fair. We have learned to respect the other's opinion. We have also learned that we're not always right. And that took a while. Um, I w- I would tell you, it probably took Randy and I to really, really understand each other probably five years. And that's not an exaggeration. But now, I mean, he's like my brother, you know, and, and I, I can, I can see his physiology from across the bowling alley and I can tell you what's going on <laughs> and I can tell you if I can approach him or I need, I need to stay away, <laughs> you know? So, um, and we play a lot of golf together. So Steve, as you know, when you play golf with somebody, you learn a lot about that person by, by watching them play yeah. golf and talking to yeah. them. And, you know, we're, we still think we're 21 and on tour, we still play golf and, and bust each other's chops to the, to the point like we did when we were on tour. And, and, uh, you know, you still have to have some thick skin around us when we're, when we're playing and we still want to, you know, for a hamburger, we want You feel, you know, we play like we're playing for a million bucks, you know, <laughs> but that's the fun of it, you know? So, um, I love it, man. I love, I I'm so blessed to have this job and to work with the guys I work with. Um, And, you know, what's funny is I've been around now long enough to where, like you told me, Steve, he goes, you know, I was working in the pro shop when you and Firpo won the doubles tournament. Great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, so I know I've worked with almost everybody. If you look at Storm and you look at Brunswick and you look at EBI and you look at, I've worked with almost everybody and I've trained a lot of people. You know, I hired Jim Callahan. You know, I hired Don Mose most when I was my days at AMF. Mm -hmm. So that just means I've been around a long time. (laughs) And, uh, but, uh, so, so, you know, it's really interesting is, you know, this bowling family that we have is a worldwide neighborhood and we're all very close, you know, and we all know each other
2: and, uh,
0: and we all, much like at Kegel, we all want the best for bowling.
2: Well, and we definitely all want, you know, some of these uh, competitive tournaments on all these different levels. Uh, to come back. And I know we're all excited for it to come back uh, next year when when you, when you're uh, restricted to your own, you know, little uh, domain as so many of us have been, you know, I can't tell you the last time I was at the airport, you know, it's been, it's been so sure. long. Um, but h- how do you, uh, how do you continue to communicate and recruit and talk to some of these, uh, you know, students who are trying to prepare for their collegiate career, but maybe you, when these events are canceled, you're used to going to some kind of a combine or a junior gold event or such like that. How do you, how do you communicate with the world and with these young players? Man, thank God for technology.
0: Um, and the kids today <coughs> wasn't like me. You know, I've had to learn to use technology, but I love it. And so I've had Zoom calls. Uh, the school's got a new marketing department. Um, and we do instead of like campus tours, we do all that stuff, virtual and people are used to it. Um, the kids today have a computer in their hand. Um, I just found out today that Terry Hawes, um, uh, Terry Hawes um, event was canceled because of the, the escalation of COVID in Minnesota. And so, um, I've told her some of the things that were going on Weber and she says, I should have you on as a guest. So we can have other people tune in that would normally go to the combine. So um, we're not missing a beat. As a matter of fact, our recruiting is the best it's ever been. Um, Steve, we've had to refine our recruiting where I actually have a big board now up in my office and we have categories of recruits. Um, And uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Wilsey is actually the head of recruiting. We actually have a business plan on what we do and how we do it. Um, Whereas, I would tell you even five years ago, we were more like a ready fire aim recruiting system and we found (laughs) ourselves getting out recruited simply because we didn't have a methodology. Uh, So uh, our communication has gotten better and the school's marketing department is much better in the last two years than it's ever been. Um, So thanks to technology, Um, you know, we really haven't missed a beat and because of the kids growing up with technology, they're used to communicating this way. Um, and certainly, uh, there's more, uh, scratch tournaments that are designed around junior gold, much like the storm tournaments that we just had here in Orlando. Um, more, uh, events are keeping statistics. Um, so now I can compare apples to apples, um, like the tournament organization up in New Jersey, uh, up in Massachusetts, they keep stats uh, here at Kips. We have a year-long running mm-hmm. tournament with points um, that only is designed around preparing for junior gold. So anybody that bowls in something like that, if they do it in a consistent basis, well, that tells me they have more skill in that environment than somebody that just bowls house shots. And number two, uh, usually those tournaments have, have stats for the year. And they tie patterns into stats. So now when I'm looking at somebody's resume, I look at team masters, junior gold. um, How do you fare in the storm events um, that you guys have been doing now for a couple of years? Um, And then other uh, organizations around the country that have sport patterns out. Um, And so it really makes it much easier to evaluate somebody. The other thing that I didn't know was going to happen is we're busier than I thought we would be. Um, we're, we're, we're really busy. Um, people are coming in. Um, you know, when we give lessons, we have masks on and they have masks on and we clean just like we're doing with Weber and we keep the kids away from them. But people are coming down, visiting the campus people. We just had two recruits come in for two days. They, uh, from out of state, they came and bowled your tournament, um, at boardwalk and, um, Mm. So they stayed down here for two days and we did an evaluation on SPECTO and took some video, watched them play a competitive Baker event, watched them how they interacted with the team. Um, the other thing is when you have somebody like Tom Hankey on your team who knows everybody, um, I tell kid, the kid, the prospects, hey, listen, reach out to Tom. Do you have any questions about our culture? or And I, and I specifically tell the kids, tell me what you don't like don't just tell them what you like, Mm. but tell them like, you know, I don't like this or this. And I wish they would change that. Um, because I want the prospects to really have a clear picture of what their four or five or six years are going to be here. Um, Mm. so they can reach out to uh, our kids anytime, um, or any of the coaches. So technology has allowed that to happen. And we've also had to implement a protocol around that technology. I'll tell you who's taught us a lot is one of our graduates who's now the head coach for SCAD is Katie Thornton. So she, <laughs> she came up yeah. to me at junior hmm. gold last year and she showed me what she was doing. She says, I know this is really hard for you and Randy, but let me show you what I'm doing. You know? And she showed this she had this big <laughs> spreadsheet and all this stuff. And he goes, Listen, if you want me to do it for you, Dell, I'll do it for you. <laughs> so Yeah, <laughs> you it was funny, isn't it? So I, I play the baby bo- I play the baby boomer card when I say you know mm. I'm allowed to be kind of a dumb guy because baby boomers are allowed to play that card when it comes to technology.
2: <laughs> That's right. But
0: when you got when you got <laughs> college kids, you know, and you have now we have uh, I actually have uh, I think four graduates now five graduates um, either from the training center or the Weber um, program that are now college coaches. So I can tap into that resource. And also from a recruiting standpoint, I start kids, you know, I started Mabel at 12. I started Caitlin Johnson at 12, Tom at 13, uh, David Lance at 11. Um, You know, if I don't have their um, um, degree, um, now that I know a lot of the programs out there, you know, I want to push them to one of the people um, that either a former graduate or, or some coach that I know that's been to our place that has studied under us a little bit and I know what, what they're going to get, um, I can help other colleges where I, I don't have what that person's looking for. I can actually direct them somewhere else where I think they're going to have a, a good experience. And
1: mm-hmm. the final, I guess, two-part question I have for you, Dell, is you guys recently signed on with Storm. Talk about that uh, change and transition for you guys, and then ultimately too. Also, with you've mentioned some of this, but if there's anything you'd like to add regarding the training center and how you guys are handling things regarding the uh, pandemic, and just you know keeping things as as smooth and and uh, even keel as you can.
0: Yeah, that's been interesting because as you know, we had the we had the same sponsor for a long time, um, and they, it was wonderful. So. Uh, we really didn't switch sponsors because of an, you know, it was, wasn't an equipment thing. It was more of a strategic thing. Um, and our sponsor was bought by Brunswick. And of course, well, my best friend in the world is Chuck Gardner. And, um, Chris's start train is really good friends with, uh, the CEO at Brunswick. Uh, we have great relationships all over the place, even though some, sometimes we're competitors, but it was really more of a strategic move, um, and Steve drove a very difficult deal. You know, he's a good negotiator. <laughs> it was actually a very, very, very easy conversation. Um, but it was more of a strategic move. And uh, because of, of a lot of factors that, uh, you know, we've done a lot of things with Storm over the years. Um, the last two corporate seminars that we've done, we did with Storm um, on the Kegel side. And, um, and then recently in the last year and a half, we did a, for the very first time, the first two-handed camp in the world with Storm. And so we puttied with Storm in that because we thought he, they had the best two-handed staff in the world. And um, and so we uh, we partnered with them and on that, and it just made good strategic sense. And it had nothing to do with ball reaction or the quality of the balls. I think every, every company today makes good bowling balls. Um, they all have a different personality. Um, they all do something a little bit different. And when you're looking for product, um, you're looking for balls that kind of fit where you bowl, your personality, the type of look that you like. And so that wasn't really the reason why we left. Um, and it just made good strategic sense. Um, and, um, we'd been taught and it it wasn't the first time we had talked about possibly moving. Um, so, uh, once we made the deal, um, you know, we've, we've just started to drill some storm balls and, the layouts are going to change a little bit, not just because the, the reaction is different than what we're seeing, seeing it's actually a little bit stronger in the mid lane and down the lane. Uh, so we've had to adjust some of our layouts, but also with the new rule with no balance hole, changes my five ball series a little bit on the five looks that we need for college bowling. So we're going through some experimentation right now. Uh, Steve actually sent me a seconds because I wanted to do a test with Tom Hankey. And uh of course we have Specto here and we have video and Tom's a, a very versatile player. Um so it's um it's taken a little bit of while to kinda of see what my eye sees. And uh, I have access to a of different bowling balls. Um but I only have five looks and I've got a and I've got two handers, I got left handers, I got straight players, I got tweeners, and you know, I got a guy with five fifty and a guy with three twenty. <laughs> so, um, but you know, fortunately I've access to a lot of different looks and, uh, so it's, it's, it, the transition. Um, and this is a blessing, um, the transition, because we're not competing for semester, that's been one of the benefits is learning a new ball reaction and learning a new line of product. Um, and not having to worry about competing in tournaments, uh, and then having this facility, and the, and the eyes that go down the lane to kind of see what we're seeing and learn new covers. Um, and that's really what we're learning. We're learning new covers more than we're learning new weight blocks. So did I answer the question? Well,
2: <laughs> you, you absolutely <laughs> did. And I tell you, I, and I know we have to go, but it's uh, you, know, you, you bring up so many great points there and, and so many different things that we could honestly just go on and on and on about. I, I look forward to having more and more conversations uh, about this. Cause there is so much good stuff to talk about. Um, we never really did get very technical, you know, at all. There's a lot, there's so many more directions that we could go as well, but, but thanks again, Dell so much for your time today. Do appreciate it. And, uh, hope you guys all stay healthy and safe out there. And we will do the same as well on the West coast. And we'll look forward to touching base with you again sometime soon.
0: Thanks for having me on guys and everybody uh, check out what's going on at the training center. There's a lot going on with seminars and the holiday camp and a lot of new things that we're doing. And uh, we do appreciate Storm's support. Um, uh, I think we're going to do a lot of cool things together uh, when it comes to growing the sport and educating people and, you know, and Steve, uh, you know, Steve's in the hall of fame and that crew. And of course I've got two of my kids that work for storm now, you know, I got uh, Giorgio and Kendall. Uh, who I love—they're like my stepsons, and uh, I know they're—they're they're extremely happy with their jobs and the company they work for. So, uh, thanks again, Steve, for the opportunity, and thanks, guys, for having me on.